We are supported by Canva. When your work looks good, you look good. So make sure you create stunning presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos with Canva. It's a must for your professional life and so easy to use. Just grab one of their designer-made templates or use the power of AI to generate something in seconds. Then add what you need. You can even pull images, graphs, and more from their massive library, and boom, you're done. I have a few friends who've used it for fun, like, invitations or itineraries, and it does look so professional and nice. Yeah, it's clean and classy. And the best part, you need zero design experience to get a really high-end looking product out of it. And 90% of Fortune 500 companies trust Canva to help them get the job done. Get your work done and make it look good with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com, C-A-N-V-A.com, designed for work. We are supported by Taco Bell. Ooh. Oh, man. We often do two recordings a day, and we have this little nice lunch break that we enjoy, and we're always craving something really yummy. Yes, yeah, something fresh, something high quality, something like the all-new cantina chicken menu from Taco Bell, which is mm. exactly that. Mm. It's so yummy. It has slow-roasted chicken, the pico, that purple cabbage, and an avocado verde salsa sauce. Oh, delicious. Outrageous. The new Cantina Chicken Tacos, Burrito, and Quesadilla are the perfect daytime choice. Try the new Cantina Chicken menu at Taco Bell now. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Armchair Anonymous. I'm Dan Rather. I'm joined by the Minister of Duluth. That's not your nickname. It's the Duchess of Duluth. I like both. You said it right, and I kind of miss it. It's like when Delta started to learn how to speak right, and it's mm. sad, actually. Yep, when she it's stopped like saying Teppa. Yeah. Yeah. Sad. What are some other of her hits? Geen. Geen. Oh, my <laughs> God. I got to listen to her. Kristen's mom sent me this video. Oh. And it's it's 15 minutes. Oh. And it's just all these clips of when they were babies. Me oh. dancing with them oh. and playing with them. And it just melted my heart in so many ways. Mm. So much dancing we did. We were so always sweet. dancing. Oh, it was... It made me sad that you can't, you just will never hold them as a baby again. You can't you, go back in time. The memory. Yeah, but the way they smelled. I and know, the, the smell. Delta was so heavy. She was so fat. Yeah, she was <laughs> like a big, huge bag of rice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, today's Armchair Anonymous deals with the topic of worst experience with a roommate. This one was crazier than I expected. Me too. Yeah. One was like, felt life-threatening. And in fact, maybe was. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I didn't think of Actually, the Actually, two. Two. When I think of this prompt, <laughs> I think of like, someone who left the lid over their toilet. Yeah, or, sure, you know, whatever. sure, sure. You don't think of like, single white female exactly. or, <laughs> you know. I know. But, <sighs> alas. What a crazy concept. Okay, if we just really look anthropologically. Yeah. You only lived with your family. Yeah. And then your extended kinship network. Yeah. So you'd be safe. And then that all whittled away. It whittled away down to you're just with your tiny nuclear family. And then you do business with strangers. That was a novel thing. You would never have trusted to get food off of a stranger right. for 100,000 years. Right. So then we get comfortable. 
And then at some point we're like, you know what? Let's live with strangers. That is wild when you think about it. And let's get in a car with strangers. Literally the thing you're told from day one oh, not yes. to do, don't ever get in a car with a stranger, let's is all we're doing now. Only get in a car with yes. a stranger. Yeah, but like answering an ad in a paper, meeting someone for, for, yeah. for four minutes and then living with them. Oh, I wanted to, am I allowed to say this? Yeah, always say everything. <laughs> first, um, this is an exclusive. Anthony, when we first put the prompts up, yeah. Anthony texted like, oh, I finally get to ride in as a joke because <laughs> yeah. he and I lived together for so long. Yeah. But then he said, no, but really, because I forgot he once had a roommate um, when he was interning in LA. Okay. So it was, it was like Craigslisty. Yeah, it's like a uh, room in the back. Yeah. And he came out and he the guy was naked okay. in the living room. Erect? I think, or just passing through. No, I think he was aroused. Yeah, mm. and then Anthony just kept Ooh. just kept it moving straight out <laughs> sure. the door. Yeah, that was a scary man. As is revealed in this episode, I never had any roommates other than Aaron. Yeah. Really, the only experience I have had like this is hostels. Yeah. Oh. And yeah. unfortunately. Both Scary. times I was the bad roommate. Oh. Well, Aaron in one case and me in the <laughs> but other. But you didn't like, what'd you do? Here's what happened. In Venice, Italy, 2000, last year at college, uh -huh. I get go with Aaron, Dean, and Bullis. We're going to meet there. They're coming in from Detroit. And I was in this hostel. But when I got there, nobody in there, just me and five beds. Night two, Dean arrives without Aaron. Okay. As you know, famous story. Aaron's lost. Yes. He passed out on a train, woke up with windmills. Takes us two days to find him. Anyways, we go out that night and we go hard, 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 hard. Yeah. And unbeknownst to us, we left at like six o'clock to go out to eat. And we didn't get back to like two, three in the morning. Yeah. Someone had checked into our little room. When we walk in, we can't like we can't find the light switch, whatever. We don't know anyone's in there. Yeah. It's also a terrible hostel and Oof. there's a sink in the room, but there's the bathroom is down the hall. So I decide to pee in the sink. I'm peeing in the sink. This is a ding ding ding. But go on. Okay. I'm peeing in the sink. I'm laughing. I lose my footing. I fall onto the bed next oh, to the sink. With your penis out? Oh yeah, still peeing. And I hear, oh, 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 there's a boy in this <laughs> bed who has checked in. It's a kid from England. Oh, okay. Next morning, wake up. I'm so apologetic. Oh my God, dude, I had no so idea you sorry. checked in, whatever. He leaves for the day. Then that's the day we find Aaron. When we find Aaron, we've been looking everywhere. <laughs> we've been at the airport. We come back to the hostel. He's sitting in front of the hostel. We don't know how we found right, it. Right, right, right. And he is holding a paper bag and in it is a fifth of Jägermeister. Yeah. So he comes upstairs. Yes. And he's now sitting on the bed across from the kid from England's bed. The kid from England's out sightseeing. Oh, wait. So he didn't check out. He just left for the yeah, day. Yeah, he's there for a few days. Oh. He's there for a few days. And Aaron comes in. He's sitting on the bed across from the English kid's bed. Uh -huh. And I say to him, how much of that fifth have you drank? And he takes the paper bag off <laughs> and oh, it's down to the last step. And I go, oh my God, dude, you're going to throw up. That's so sweet. And I swear to God, no. he goes, I'm not going to do Like as he was saying, I'm not going to throw up. He throws up all over the English kid's bed. <laughs> who's now, who's out sightseeing. 
So now I'm panicked. I'm going to get all this stuff. I cleaned up. I flipped the mattress over the hole. The best part of the story is that kid came back. We all got along. We all partied with him for two days. Sure. It was a, we got along great with this kid. He introduced us to digestive biscuits, a.k.a. cookies. Okay, that was at the beginning of the trip. The end of the trip finishes in Amsterdam. We check in, same thing. There's like four bunk beds. It's us four in there. No one else is in there. We go out. We do space cake. We come back into the room. We're laying in bed. We're on space cake. Aaron starts making his super loud squeaky farts. So he farts once. We laugh, 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 laugh. Lights are off. Farts twice. Laugh, laugh, laugh. Farts a third time. We're laughing. All of a sudden we hear female giggling. Oh. There's two girls. It's a co-ed. two girls in the bunk beds next to us in the room. And we're in there. He's farting and we're laughing. So I was the bad roommate in both of those. Well. Yeah. Look, when you're backpacking. Listen, fart me once. Shame on (laughs) me. No, shame on you. Fart Fart me me twice. twice. Shame on me. That's right. All right. Please enjoy Bad Roommates. Hard times come and go. Good times take them slow. My life, I had them both. Remember one thing you got to know. I'm going to keep on shining. Okay. All right. Shall we? Bailey? Bailey. Here. Bailey. Bailey. Bailey's on ice. Oh. <laughs> That's a drink. That's a Christmas drink. Bailey's total fitness is Bally's, but we can say Bailey's. What do you think's in my cup? Bailey's. Hello. Hello. Hi. Okay, now let me start the recording here. Well, you're on it. You're in a closet. You know how to start the recording. Yes. I live in an old farmhouse, so walk-in closet, no, but it'll do the trick, I think. <laughs> Where's the old farmhouse? We live on a horse farm in Lexington. Kentucky. Oh. Oh my God. Okay. So Monica, have you ever been there? Yeah. When I worked for General Motors, we would sometimes go there and they would rent out these incredible farms for car events. And there's so many gorgeous, we went to one, this guy restored covered bridges on his property. Yeah. The history is cool. Did you ever leave? Did you go to college somewhere? Yeah. I went to University of Kentucky. I grew up in Illinois. Oh, so wait, I'm confused. You're from Illinois. You go to Kentucky. Then how do you end up on a horse farm? I got a marketing degree and always rode horses, loved horses. Horses, and so now I work on a thoroughbred farm. We raise baby horses. Oh, yeah, oh. race horses. We're about to have like a hundred babies here soon <gasps> in the next oh. couple months. Can I have one? Sure. <laughs> Great. What's Easy. the high end price tag on a race pony? Some could sell as much as three million. <gasps> oh, yeah. Buy me that. Okay, okay. Yeah, if you guys ever stop by Lexington, you guys can come and see all the babies. It's so fun. Cute. That's wild. And then the sires, right, the studs, they're worth like 40 million bucks or something, right? Oh, yeah, it's crazy. So there's one that stands just down the road from us, and he's the top sire right now. And he, I think his one stud fee is like $250,000. And how many times can he plow? Three times, four times a day. <gasps> Wait, what is so he So he can do? make 750 grand a day. The horse, people pay 250 for the sperm because he's such a champ. And thoroughbreds are all live cover. So you have to send your mare in person. So like they do it in front of you. <gasps> Does live cover mean have sex? Yeah. Why are we calling oh it live God. cover and not horse? Sexier. Horse, horse sex. <laughs> 
So in other horses, you can do it like artificial insemination. You can just order frozen sperm. Sure. That's not going to fetch the high dollar. What a world. I think with thoroughbreds, that's just the rule of it. They can't be bothered with science. You have to do it in person. Do we think this counts as... Sex worker? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but it's a guy, so I don't feel bad at all. Like, I am so jealous of this horse. He just hangs out all day, and then you guys parade in one after another... And then pay them 250 Yeah, sometimes they have issues, though. They don't want to do it anymore, and they have to retire them. <laughs> oh, my oh. God, they're not horny enough. Is there medication to make horses horny? I'm sure. Well, oh. maybe they're depressed. Some horses don't want to have sex when they're depressed. Yeah, could be. I'll tell you why they got to have some serum to make them horny. Is You're talking about a cash machine that's printing money, 750 grand a day, out in the barn. You better believe they're going to spend whatever they need to on research and experiments to keep this thing horny. Yeah, and I know sometimes we've sent our mares to the breeding shed before, and they've sent them home, and they're like, oh, sorry, Stallion didn't want to. Wasn't attracted to your horse. I mean, what are the mares getting paid? It's not really fair, is it? It's not fair at (laughs) all. No, they're the customer. They're the John in this situation. I will say they're treated like queens. They live a very happy life. Yeah, and then they get trotted off across town to make love to this legend. Okay. <laughs> I think no. everyone's winning. No. I think everyone's winning Absolutely in this situation. Absolutely not. Okay, Bailey, that's not at all what we're here to talk about. Although, what a fascinating subject. Yeah. And you know what else would be great? Because this is the Bad Roommate episode. It'd be great if your bad roommate <laughs> was a horse. Wouldn't that be wow, great? Wow, that would be something. And this would make my story actually a little bit more okay. <laughs> I can't wait. Okay, Bailey, tell us what happened. Okay, I'll set the scene for you all. I am just graduated high school. I'm moving to Lexington. I'm going to the University of Kentucky. I'm so excited. I'm a freshman. My first ever college classes. My parents have driven me down, and I've selected to do random roommates. Very risky, but I didn't know anyone. I've gotten her information, and at the time, Facebook was really the only thing. 2012, I think it was. So I looked her up on Facebook, looked totally normal. I was like, great, this will be fun. We get to school like a week before school starts. I meet her, all goes well. We move in. We have like matching comforters, and she seems totally normal. And this is in a dorm, I'm presuming? This is a small room that's got a couple desks and a couple beds? I think we could reach across and touch hands if we wanted to. Very small room. A prison cell. Yeah, a terrible (laughs) dorm before they got, like, really nice. (laughs) So the week before class, I had rushed a sorority. Per tradition, some of the older girls took us out the night before class. So the day before, I had gotten everything ready, brand new backpack, zipped it all up, and... I had hung it up on the wall over my desk. So I had a little hanger and you had to kind of climb on the desk to like hang the backpack. So I've got it in there. I've got my textbooks. I had to buy this one particular textbook I remember. It was like $500. The professor wrote it. It was like history of Africa. It's a big old whopper. So we go out that night, we all get dressed, we leave, and I go out with my new sorority. Great time. I had ended up not staying at home. I met a boy and went home with the boy. Didn't go back to my dorm that night. Okay. This is the the first uh, time. I love college. So this is before school's actually officially begun. This is the night before the first day of class. Day before. It's like everybody goes out day before class kind of thing. Oh, I love this. Yeah. Which was so not me, but I just went for it, I guess. But I'm very responsible. I'm kind of like Monica. I've got it all planned out. Except for the fucking strangers part. But anyways, yes, pretty identical. I love 
love it. I wish, I wish I had done that the day before class. So I get home in plenty of time in the morning and I'm getting ready. I'm all ready for my first day of college classes. I walk into my dorm and I go to get my backpack off of the hook. I pull it open. I remember sitting on the ground, unzipping it and there was poop in my back. <gasps> no. No, no. Yes. Wait, well, it was this is not where. <laughs> no. This is soaking wet. And there was a big old dump in the <gasps> back. Oh my, on your new textbook? My new textbooks, my oh. little pencils, everything oh. that I had zipped up <laughs> perfectly ready. Whoa. Wait, what? So I go, Screaming down the hallway, I leave my backpacks and <laughs> I run into my new friends. Like they were down the hall. I'm actually still best friends with them, but I go screaming into their room. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you know, somebody's pooped in my backpack. <laughs> what a sentence. And at this point, I'm not thinking <laughs> it's my roommate. I'm just thinking there's poop in my backpack. Yeah. I mean, your first thought is a guy has vandalized my backpack. I would have thought it was a sorority thing. Oh, that it was like oh, some type of hazing. hazing. Maybe that would have been better than the real <laughs> yeah. story. Oh my Boy, God. Boy, framing is everything, isn't it? If it's like your sorority sisters, it's hilarious. <laughs> if it's your roommate, it's like you're Evil. certain she's gonna slice it's, your throat next. Yeah, it's yeah. like scary. So I go, oh my gosh, I go into their room. They say, oh, it was your roommate. And I what? was like, I guess so. And they said, oh, yeah. Didn't you see the no we left last night? And I said, no. What? Apparently, they had all gone out together drinking the night before. And she had gotten very, very drunk. I think she ended up maybe having a bit of a drinking issue. Okay. Okay. <laughs> they brought her home, put her in bed, you know, got her water. And they said, okay, we'll leave Bailey a little note thinking I would find it. And if she got up in the middle of the night and needed something, I would help her. I never came home. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. And I guess she woke up in the middle of the night and thought, boy, I've really got to use the bathroom. No. And thought the hall bathroom's a little too far. <gasps> mm, looked around. Oh. So this wasn't out of hostility. <laughs> this was out of Necess laziness, necessity. confusion. That's the craziest thing. We had only known each other a week and it had been very friendly. Well, my hunch was like, she thought you guys were gonna be best friends and then you went and rushed to sorority yes. and now she's feeling left out and she dookied in your baggie. <laughs> this was a drunken confusion. You can only think that, what is the phrase? Drunk thoughts, sober actions. Oh, tell I me that. I never that. heard that I like one. it This though. is a Kentucky local saying. <laughs> <laughs> your sober thoughts are your drunk actions or something. Oh, oh. oh. Well, that like makes that. sense. I never heard it, but it makes sense. Yeah. Like you hook up with the person you've wanted to. You're jealous, and so when yeah. you're drunk, you take it out on them. Yeah. Right, maybe. So maybe it was something like that. But the craziest thing was that she really had to do some climbing. Yeah. To access the backpack, come up on the desk, and then getting it off the hook. That's what's really boggling to me. Yes. What she should have done is opened one of the drawers of your desk and relieved sure. herself in the drawer. That's a makeshift okay. toilet. Or hers. No, Why she I don't want to mess up her stuff. And just the mechanics of holding open the backpack for yourself. Yes, that's yeah. hard to do. <laughs> but she did it, and then she zipped the whole shebang back up and put it back up there. Oh. No one's going to like this next comment. It's too far. But also what's concerning is my guess is there was no toilet, toilet paper, paper in, I the, had thought in that. the backpack. She did all that and went right back to sleep. 
Ew. Yeah, in our dorm. Did you he approach said. her and say, hey, I think you might have had a bowel movement in my <laughs> yeah, bag last Yeah, she time. came back from the shower. You know, I like showed her the whole thing and oh. she's like, oh my God, I'm so oh. sorry. Like, oh, she, she didn't she deny didn't it. Know. I don't know that she remembered, but she definitely thought it was her. Did she pay you back for the books? That's everyone's number one question. Whenever I tell this story, people are like, did you use the backpack? No, I didn't use the backpack. (laughs) She bought everything and got me a new backpack. That's so scary. Your first day of class, you have to go to class without anything, and the teacher is going to think you're a bad student. Unprepared. Yeah. And you were so prepared. That's not fair. I was. Yeah. I'm getting a window into your type of personality. My assumption is the teacher's not going to notice anything about you. Of course. No, the teacher's not thinking about you. They're not monitoring who has a backpack. What are you going to do without your backpack? (laughs) Yeah. How do you live? You go and you listen to the professor, which is what you've paid to do. You with no notebooks or anything to write notes? I mean, this is a nightmare. Okay, so that was day one. She was sorry, and she didn't deny it. That's worth it applauding ever since then she was totally normal and nice and everybody always says to like well didn't you switch rooms or no (laughs) we just moved on and weren't friends but we were roommates the whole year i didn't live in the dorm the year after but yeah everybody on my floor kind of knew oh wow oh boy my mom was like you need to forgive her bailey (laughs) (laughs) this is not an attack she didn't feel bad for me she just like felt bad for her that's kind. That's probably true. That's a bad situation was, to have pooped in your uh, roommate's backpack. Let's put it in the simplest terms. Would you rather have the memory of someone pooping in your backpack or that you pooped in someone's backpack? I would rather be me. Of yeah. course. I love Bang. that poops make it into all of our Yeah, prompts. no matter what the prompt is, that's good. I heard you guys started doing this podcast. I was like, I've got the perfect story if they ever do roommates. Yes, yes. Wow. It's poop, it's fad, yeah. <laughs> and have you lost touch with her over the 10 years that followed? Yeah, I don't know where she's at anymore. Wish her all the best. Me too. Sure. I yeah, mean, I college people- Pooping backpacks, yeah. yeah. Okay. Stuff happens, maybe, yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, I'm sorry that happened to you, and I'm happy that happened to you, because that's a great story yes. to get out of college. It's a very popular story. I nannied for a little while, and the kids <laughs> just really ate that one up. They loved that story. They got me socks with poop on them. Oh, it's a wonderful. very popular story. <laughs> it's taken you far, that story. <laughs> yeah. I didn't tell it for many years, because I was like, I don't think bathroom humor is funny and so i was so embarrassed i didn't want to tell it but now i've really i'll tell anyone good 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 and you have you've told uh you told everyone. quite a few people yeah. well bailey so fun to talk to you and what an incredible thank story you. thank you so much yeah, it was nice meeting you chatting. this was so fun yeah great to meet you okay if we're in lexington we're reaching out please yeah okay <laughs> Bye. Bye. that's just what you want out of a bad roommate story i think eileen Let's find out. A-line. A-line? Hello. Can you see me? Yes. Hi. Will you quickly tell us how to pronounce your name so we don't butcher it? Aline. 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 Are you French? It's a French name, but I'm actually half Italian, half German. It's a complicated story. Are you in (laughs) Buenos Aires? No, I'm in Rome, in Italy. Oh, okay. Exciting. Oh my God. What time of day is it over there? It's 8.30 p.m. Have you just had supper? Yes, I did. I'm ready to go out after this. (gasps) Oh, wonderful. (laughs) 
How old are you? I'm 24. Okay, wonderful. You're young. You live in Rome. You've already had supper. It's going to be a tremendous night. I hope so. It's so nice to see you on my screen. Oh, good. It's nice to see you. So you had a bad roommate. Was this in Italy? No, in the Netherlands where I'm studying. Oh, okay. Tell us about that. So this happened around five years ago. I had just moved to the Netherlands to start my bachelor and I moved into this student house and I was really excited with all the movie experience to have this student house with all my roommates where I'm going to have dinner together, drink beers and everything, which didn't happen at all. Everyone was either not there or they were also a bit older than me or just frankly not interested in hanging out with me. Let's put it like that. Were you assigned the house by the college? How did you end up at the house? No, you just have to apply and pray to find something because it's extremely hard to find a room. So whatever you get, you will take. Doesn't matter how much it costs. Okay. So yeah, I just grabbed the first opportunity. So yeah, we still had one room free. So all of my hopes were in that one roommate moving in there. And it was also the only room on my floor. I was on the last floor. So this French guy moves in. Oh. And you could tell right from the start that he was a little bit odd. I would say he was a bit of a loner, having Uh some trouble to socially interact. So not a great star, but, you know, I didn't have any friends. So, you know what? Let's hang out. Let's have some beers together. He would come out with my friends from time to time. So we did that, I would say, like five to ten times. But I guess he kind of got a little bit of a crush for me. Because one evening I was ready to go out. I was standing in my room and he's knocking at my room. And I, to this time, I didn't give him any signal. So just to make that clear. And he comes into my room and he's kind of standing very creepily behind me while I'm still putting on my mascara. So Mm. I'm like, why are you here? What are you doing here? And he's like with a very straight face. He's like, yeah, I just came here to kiss you. Oh! Oh, oh boy. Uh-oh. That's what I mean. He didn't really know how to socially act. Yeah. It was just with a very straight face, like out of context. So, you <laughs> know, I was caught off guard. I was in a rush. So I was just like, yeah, I'm not really into that. And I need to leave. And he was quite accepting. He left and that was fine. I went to my party. And since that moment, I decided I was going to quite take some distance from him. I didn't want to give him any false signals. And we know men are not that good at interpreting signals. (laughs) Yeah, they're too optimistic. They'll take anything as a signal. That's true. A few months passed. So now we're in December. It was my birthday. So my friend who's also studying in the Netherlands, she came to visit me. And this is my closest friend. I know her since kindergarten. So we've showered together. We've done everything together, you know? (laughs) She was showering. And obviously, we're girls. We still want to keep talking. And I have a private bathroom. So the door of my bedroom is open. I'm sitting on the bed. I'm still talking to her. And basically the wall of my bedroom is the same wall as this roommate's bedroom on the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shared wall. Yeah, you can hear quite a bit, I suppose. Yeah. I didn't know that at the time, although I don't think it would have changed much. So she's just showering. We're just talking about random things. And in the evening, we're going to bed. We're watching a movie. And I'm not really looking at my phone, but at some point I'm seeing it's blowing up and I see that it's my roommate texting me. And I thought I would read it because I think that would convey his messages way better than me reinterpreting them. 
Yes, yes. So this is around midnight, almost one. He's like, hey, Aline, can I ask you a peculiar question? Uh-oh. Are you having sex with your childhood friend? <gasps> and if yes, can I join? Oh, oh. <laughs> my God. Your childhood friend. What the fuck? Yeah, my childhood friend. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously nothing like that was happening and I'm not even replying because what am I supposed to reply to that? Then he continues. Also, these messages are all, all arriving in like half an hour breaks. Mm, so okay. that makes it a bit more interesting. So he kept on thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. After a while, did you shower together? You girls are sending a lot of mixed signals. Oh, oh my gosh. God. So at some point I'm responding, no, leave me alone. Stop texting me. And then he said, this is the last text ever. I promise. Guess what? It wasn't. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm very weird and I have to explain myself. If you would let me in so I could talk to you, then maybe there's a chance that we all could gain a lot. Especially me, I will admit. Ew. Oh, oh my God. Then he continues. What's wrong with you two? You girls are so cruel to me. Here's a poem for you two girls. You tempt me and I follow you. I tempt you, but you deny me. Too beautiful, but cruel. Not mean, but playful. You play in the softness of sheets and you would not have me join this joy. Despite my crooked appearance, I believe I could be a good lover. Oh, but I'm too scared. Also, please fuck me. <gasps> oh, 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 oh. We are supported by ZipRecruiter. Are there some fantastic concerts coming to your city this summer? Mine too. In fact, Anderson Pack's playing at the Hollywood Bowl. I can't wait for Ooh, it. Ooh, that's exciting. If you want to be sure to see your favorite artist, you need to jump on it right away. I've already DM'd him saying, yes, I got to be in that front row. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash DAX. Got your eye on a rock star candidate? ZipRecruiter's invite to apply feature lets you cut the line. Once you review ZipRecruiter's list of the most qualified candidates for your job, you can easily invite your top choices to apply to encourage them to apply sooner. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash DAX. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash DAX. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. We are supported by BetterHelp. Listen, I understand that sometimes you want to keep things to yourself, process your emotions in your own time. But if you keep everything bottled up, it can have some serious consequences. I have therapy on Saturday. I'm really looking forward to it. I had therapy this morning. Yeah, you did. Yeah, and it put me in the greatest mood. We had a long, big day, and I just felt much better for having Because you were, some... not to out you, you were a little grumpy going in. I was. I was. I was to be <laughs> Rob and I received some texts this Yeah, I was morning. locked out of my therapy setting, which is this attic. <laughs> <sighs> But then you felt much better after. I felt much better. And I even made some apologies. Um, talking things out can be so helpful. And if you want a safe space for that conversation, I recommend therapy. Check out BetterHelp if you've been thinking of trying therapy. It's entirely online, convenient, and flexible. It's also easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for any reason for no additional charge. 
Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DAX today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DAX. We are supported by Taco Bell. Ooh. Oh, man. We often do two recordings a day and we have this little nice lunch break that we enjoy and we're always craving something really yummy. Yes, something fresh, something high quality, something like the all new cantina chicken menu from Taco Bell, which is Mm. exactly that. Mm. It's so yummy. It has slow roasted chicken, the pico, that purple cabbage and an avocado verde salsa sauce. Oh, delicious. Outrageous. The new Cantina Chicken Tacos, Burrito, and Quesadilla are the perfect daytime choice. Try the new Cantina Chicken menu at Taco Bell now. This is so disturbing. It is. It's funny and disturbing. You should go on Dateline. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. Don't go on Dateline just yet. Yeah, because he's obviously killed people. But but you're still on our show. Okay, what's funny about it is it's such a poor attempt. This is as bad as you could do. That's what's funny. If I was trying to avail myself to some nice ladies, childhood friends, who may or may not be having sex next door, if I had to pick the very worst approach, this is it. Here we go. Yeah, but that's because you're not a psychopath, and he is. Well, you are a little bit, but he's a lot of a psychopath. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh. So the first one came in at midnight, you said? How late does this go? How long is he in his room going bizarre? And do you think he's hammered at this point? It's 2.30. I knew that he was smoking a lot of weed, so what I can imagine that he maybe was hallucinating or something. Okay. Oh my God. So did you move out? Well, hold on. I think there's more. Oh yeah, it's continuing. There's a lot of poem continuing in the same way, but I love how it ends and it goes. Also, if you guys do want to fuck, I have an exam tomorrow at 8.30. I'm actually quite time sensitive. That's how he decided to end the poem. So do you think he's trying to also be funny? I ask that so often to myself. I have I have no idea, but the story is not ended because this is only the start. So the next day, I obviously did not want to sleep by myself. So a friend came over and we had the splendid idea. I don't know who of us thought about it. It was a very bad idea to eat some weed brownies. He again started texting these messages, but this time he also came to the door and he was trying to get inside and oh. kept on knocking. And I have no idea what he was saying because the two of us were so high that we could not make out any words. So I don't recommend to ever do that when you have this type of roommates. Luckily, like the days after, it was Christmas vacation. So I flew back home. I confessed everything to my dad, who then emailed my landlord and got him kicked out. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. But the thing is that when I came back, I still had a full week of living with him. And he really purposely would try to scare me, jump on the stairs into the kitchen where I was. Oh my God. After the landlord already kicked him out, slip letters under my door. That's where I could really tell that he had a problem because he kept on writing me letters about how it was me that was being a bitch because I didn't want to talk to him and let him explain. There's nothing to explain. Yeah, maybe you should talk to a professional. You know, I can feel some type of empathy towards you, but... It's not my duty to sacrifice myself. But um, how the story ends, and that's maybe the most shocking, is that the day he moved out, I was not home. But then I came home in the evening. And again, I found a letter slipped under my door with a whole explanation of, yeah, why I was so mean and everything. 
But along with that came a little plastic bag, like a sandwich bag, like a zip. And I'm not 100% sure if it was sperm inside of it, but <gasps> the oh, looks. Oh, oh. oh. I don't know what else it could have been. So oh, I just got some gloves. I picked God. it up, threw away the bag, threw away the gloves. I've never seen him again since. Oh, this is This a is psycho. really traumatic. Yeah, this is a psycho. I want to know culturally. Okay, so here mm. you would probably go to the police about that. Is that something you would do there or you wouldn't there? Now I would definitely do it. Also, I'm thinking, why did I not do it the night when he was trying to break in or even just texting messages? I should have told, like, at least threatened him with that. But I think at the time, I mean, I was 19. Yeah. yeah. So I was on the verge of scared, but also this is so funny. Who does that? You know? Right. Yeah, yeah. The sperm part and everything, I never told my parents. They don't know I'm doing this podcast. Yeah. But yeah, now I probably would just directly reach out to the police. Yeah, because you needed a restraining order against him. Yeah. I think if I would not have had Christmas vacation and left the house, probably that would have been the case. But I was yeah. so lucky that like the day after, I couldn't leave immediately. But yeah, now when I was rethinking of the story, I was like, I would have acted so differently now so i'm clear i'm not in no way saying you should have done Judgment, anything differently or yeah. you should feel bad i was just curious culturally if this is more laughable there or here it's more serious i don't think it's laughable yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, wow yeah, that's yeah. such a creepy yeah and also this house was a very tall building and i was on the last floor with him his room was in front of the stairs so every time i would have to go downstairs i had to pass in front of there and my roommates were barely home so since that happened i would have never slept there on my own like there was no way because i really felt like isolated with him and the best thing is always listen to your mom because i remember i got a spare key for my room and I was telling my mom on the phone, yeah, I will just give it to my roommate in case <gasps> I get locked out. I can just give it to him. And she was like, don't ever do that because you don't know this person. I was like, yeah, nothing's going to happen. And thank God I could lock this door and he didn't have my spare key because that would have been the proper problem. I imagine, too, you're scared, right? And then your brain's trying to convince you, like, calm down. This isn't that big of a deal. He's weird, right? So part of your brain's trying to help you through what will be panic inducing and then you can accidentally start listening to that voice a little bit more than the panic i don't know i'm so sorry that happened to you yeah me too at the time it didn't feel like a tragedy really now looking back i'm really like oh this could have turned out very badly but it was more i think more my friends that were really pushing me to you need to kick this guy out because i remember at the beginning not even thinking that that was necessary which now seems so obvious you live and you learn. <laughs> well, I'm glad you got out relatively unscathed from it. I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. Yeah. Who you live with now? Now I'm in a different city and I'm with one of my best friends. So okay. I hope nothing's going to happen <laughs> with her. Uh, <laughs> it all worked out. That's a crazy story. Mm -hmm. That definitely qualifies as a terrible bad roommate. <laughs> yeah. It's the bag. The bag at the oh. end tells me this person's criminal. Yeah. Remember I said that earlier I on. I know you did. You, you nailed him. <laughs> I was trying to keep it light, but I, you're right. As a I criminal, mean, she's living next to a criminal. Yeah. Yeah. I hope he got help. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I hope he's dead. Well, I, I was going to say, I hope he's in jail. Yeah, he actually did text me like a year or something. And he was not really apologizing, but he was kind of asking me, can you tell me what happened then? Oh. So I kind of got the feeling that he maybe was seeing a psychologist or a therapist. 
and was going through what happened. Yeah. But yeah, I was still a bit traumatized. I didn't really reply to that. I just blocked him because I didn't feel like having to go through that. So maybe that's my hope. I don't know if he was just thinking back at it or actually seeing someone. Should I get his number? No. Okay. You don't think I should reach out? I don't out think we need I, him okay, in okay. our lives. All right. All right. Yeah, maybe he was like having a psychological break, break yeah. during that whole phase. I'm oh. sorry you got mixed in there. Yeah. That's awful. Well, Aline, that was an incredible story. It's so nice to meet you. And we're so flattered you listened to the show in Rome. Thank you for keeping me company in so many work hours. I would have died of boredom if you were not there. Oh, our pleasure. Our pleasure. We love Rome. I love Rome. I'll speak for I've never myself. been. You haven't? No, I'm dying to go. Some people hate it. Some people love it. So it might go either way, you know? Yeah. I love it. Well, so nice meeting yes, you. Yes, thanks for chatting and yeah, telling thanks. your story. Have fun tonight. Thank you. Bye. That was horrifying. Yeah, that one got you. Hello? Hello. Kayla? Yes. Dax. This is Mr. Mouse. Hello. The Duchess of Duluth. I like your sweater. Oh, oh thank you. I got it from Stitch Fix. I don't know if oh, you tried nice. that. It's quite lovely. Yeah, the season. They had lots of great winter sweaters. What's Stitch Fix? It's like a styling service where you put on a profile and then they send you like a monthly or bi-monthly shipment. My mother-in-law does it and likes it a lot. So I think she gave me the coupon. Ah, <laughs> and they're nailing it so far? Yeah, so far it's been great. The one thing, sizing is a little bit weird. Like sometimes you get something and you're like, that is two sizes too large, but you know, the price you pay for online shopping. Where are you at? So I live in New Jersey. Oh, wonderful. We don't talk to many people from no. New Jersey, the Garden State. It's new for us. We've been here a little over two years. You moved out of the city to New Jersey? Yeah, we were living actually in Los Angeles and Long Beach. And then in January oh. of 2020, <laughs> Moved to New Jersey with like, we're going to meet so many people, have a great life. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> now you're just in suburbia. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's lovely, but quite different. Okay. Kayla, you had a bad roommate. I did. What year? What happened? Where were we at? So I was 20 years old and I got an internship. This was in Boston. So it was the winter of 2014 going into 2015. So I had a six month internship and each month the stipend paid. I think $500. So if you know anything about Boston real estate, even in 2014, 2015, really difficult to find a spot in that bracket in terms of your pricing. So I went on Craigslist. I should have known better because I'm sure most <laughs> of these stories start with, and I found them on Craigslist. But I met these women who were looking for a third roommate and they were looking for somebody to sublet for six months. And the rent was I think $450. So it was like perfectly wow. in my price range yeah. with like $50 excess to spend in the month. So <laughs> I met the woman who was leaving. She was delightful. She said she was moving in with her boyfriend and she was really sad because she loved her other two roommates. I mean, I met with these women like three or four times before I decided to sign on to the sublet. So I felt somewhat confident that it was going to be okay, but it was not. <gasps> really quick, the initial vibe from them. What age were they? You were 20. I was 20. I think they were later in their 20s, maybe 27, 28. Okay. So still in the 20 bracket, but young versus, you know, closer to 30. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. So tell us what happens. When does it go downhill? It's about six weeks in. And at first, the other piece that I will mention that I think is relevant to the story is winter 2014, 2015 in Boston was a record-breaking year with respect to snow. Where I worked was about three and a half miles away from 
my apartment and the T, the transit system completely shut down. So I used Ooh. to have to wake up and walk in a snowsuit three and a half miles to get oh to work God. and then three and a half miles to get back. So, you know, I come in one night sweaty from my 5k and, <laughs> and my roommates are screaming at each other and I couldn't quite pick up what was going on because it was so explosive, but nothing like this had ever happened before. I come to find out that Val, who is the roommate in question here, had stolen my other roommate's underwear and was oh. wearing it. Oh, oh. And the reason my. why she found out is because Val bent over in sweatpants and my <laughs> other roommate could see her G-string and it was her oh. G-string. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Val got so mad that she took all of the mugs in our house and she like broke them <gasps> on the kitchen floor. So oh. I panicked. I didn't know what to do. So I just like ran to my room <laughs> and waited for the fight to be over. But that was really the beginning of the end for me. So you know right then at least that Val's both a thief and she's violent. Yes. And then just I started to notice other weird things. So I came home from work one day and there was a U.S. postal inspector, which I didn't even know there was such a thing. But he was at our apartment and he told me that a large volume of packages had been going missing from our building. And it turns out Val had this very expensive shopping habit and she would take the mail and then say she never got it and pocket the clothes and get the refund. One of her many scams she was running. Yep. Our creepy landlord yeah. was like always around our apartment. And there were a couple times in the middle of the night that I would see him leaving Val's room. So something was going on there. I'm not sure what, <gasps> oh. but there's an extra layer <laughs> as to what is happening. Oh my. And then I came home one day and all of my food was gone. So I was behaving just like typical sewer rat 20 year old behavior because I had $50 a month to spend. So I used to just eat ramen, not even name brand Cheerios and milk. So I had, I think it was something like $12 a week in terms of groceries <laughs> yeah. that I could spend. Also your caloric output a day is like 9,000 calories to get to and from your internship. So it's like you need some premium mm. high quality food and you're just dumping. Yeah. So I'm not getting that. And I would go any lunch seminar that there was around that area. I would sign up for that. I would walk into like the hotels that offered free breakfast and would like yeah. swipe a croissant. <laughs> Wonderful. Absolutely thrifty behavior. But my food started going missing and I asked Val about it and she claimed that she had a sleep eating disorder, like sleep oh narcolepsy, <laughs> where she would eat and she couldn't remember and it wasn't her fault. So then I started putting all my food in my room. Was she on Ambien? That's sometimes mm. a, something you hear about Ambien. I wouldn't be surprised if there was some sort of pharmacological intervention that's happening during this time frame, given all of the things that happened. So... I start losing my mind because my food is going missing and there's no accountability. And then I go into my room one day and my underwear starts going missing. Oh, so no. by the end of this, I kid you not, I had two pairs of underwear and I used to stuff them in my backpack and I would take them to work with me because I couldn't afford to replace them. And what else am I supposed to do? Why was she going through underwear at this such a so clip? Strange. Do you think she had actual kleptomania, yeah, like the disorder like where she had to steal all the time? It sounds like she probably did. I also thought maybe she was like selling them for profit. I don't know. Oh, but sure. <laughs> all is to say, no more underwear in my house, no Cheerios, just like absolutely starting to go mental. So my other roommate and I decide that we have to sit down and talk with Valerie. And this is where things just totally get off the rails. She threatened my roommate's dogs to harm them. And then in response, we got locks on our doors, but then our landlord took them off because... <gasps> They were 
impeding like the fire escape, which completely understand that. And at that point, it just became this situation that was untenable. And so I started thinking that I was going to need to break my lease. But two days after I started that process, I went to sleep and Valerie, I don't know if it was intentional or unintentional. She left the gas on in our stove. So I woke up at two in the morning and our entire building smelled like gas. I called 911. I had to wake up all the other residents in our building and two people (gasps) ended up going to the hospital. So to this day, I do not know if she tried to harm us or if it was just sheer coincidence. But given all the other behavior, I'm pretty certain that there was some nefarious behavior happening there. Had she was she in the apartment when this was happening? Yeah, so she was there too. Oh my god. This is wow. And then I can't believe that there's more to this story. So I thankfully I take that police report, I break my lease, I go stay with a coworker who had heard about all of this on an ongoing basis and sort of knew the situation I was in. But about three days later, I get a call from my bank and they're like, hey did you just charge thousands of dollars to this luxury clothing and flights and all this? And she had stolen my checkbook and my passport. (gasps) What? Somehow she got into my room and took those materials and then was trying to steal my identity. Oh (laughs) my goodness. Wow. Did she have a job? So she ran her own business. She was a Mm. styling consultant. Okay. Did you call the police once this had happened with the identity? I did. But also, I will say I had a really awesome bank and they did most of the work for me. Like they liaised with the State Department on my behalf. and They really helped me out of the bind. So as soon as we got that settled, I just tried to put it all behind me. Oh, my God. Ding, ding, ding. Style consultant Stitch Fix. She created Stitch Fix. She may be (laughs) under the employ of Stitch Fix now. Oh, my God. Wow. Holy smokes. Is there any way for you to track her going forward? Like, if I were you, I'd be so curious. Is this person going to erupt in flames at some point? Do they have a Facebook I can follow? Is there any way for you to monitor what happened to her? I don't know. I don't think we were connected on any sort of social media. I'm sure she's on LinkedIn somewhere. I went back to look through my emails to make sure I was remembering everything chronologically. And it was telling. Just the emails are really erratic. I'm like, oh, I should have known. that she was not entirely there. Oh my God, I want her email address. I want to talk to her. I want to know what was going on. What was with all the underwear? Yeah, she's wearing sound... multiple pairs at one time. No, it sounds like she had a yeah, kleptomania, but then became psychotic with wanting to murder everyone. <laughs> yeah, but now this is I'm gonna run the risk of offending you here. My hunch is you didn't have banging lingerie at 20 years no. old on this $50 no. budget. So it's not she was probably stealing shitty underwear. But that's why it's obviously not about the product itself, it's about the high of stealing. I did not have anything that I think is worth stealing outside of a passport and checkbook, but no high value items in my possession at that time. Did you have any further contact with the sane roommate? Did she stick around in this sitch? Yeah. So the other thing that's really interesting is those two roommates, the other roommate was her friend. So I think she ended up staying for another year and a half. Oh, But I'm sure they cycled through numerous other roommates trying to get a third party to help pay that rent. And then the gal you had talked to who was moving out, they must have said, okay, you can break your lease, but you got to pretend this was a (laughs) good experience. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So I did call her after and she profusely apologized and was like, yeah, it was nuts in there. I had to get out. Sorry, I couldn't (gasps) tell you. 
Oh my! She was that, protecting herself. Like oh she. My, oh my god! No, that's morally. That's rough. That's rough yeah. to willingly send someone in to that coal mine. Oof. But I also empathize because knowing what I know now about Val, at that time I was almost ready to do anything to get out of the lease. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh Val. Oh my god. <laughs> Prayers and wishes, whatever the saying is. This episode is much crazier than I anticipated. People are nuts out there. I have a mix between gratitude and envy. I have zero envy. You have zero envy. (laughs) I'm very sorry. This is a great story you've accumulated. And it also makes your current living sitch in New Jersey with your partner. It gives you a perspective of like, oh, things are so good, right? Absolutely. And I agree. I think it's funny now. And anytime somebody is like, oh, I have a bad roommate. I'm like, we should compare stories <laughs> and, <laughs> and see what that's like. But at the time, I mean, every once in a while, I'll wonder, like, is there somebody living under my name? Where is my passport? <laughs> Who is that? Oh, my God. She had to end up in legal trouble because you're just one of many people that she's Caught. ripping off. I feel like you can only get away with that for so long. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, well, Kayla, I'm glad that you made it out safely. Yes. uh, And that you were never attacked or any mugs were thrown at you. Me too. I'm grateful for that. My partner now was my boyfriend at the time then, so he also got to experience life with Val for a bit. (laughs) Life with Val. That's a memoir. Did he ever visit during that time? Yeah, so he would visit. So that's the other piece that I always thought was a little bizarre is that Valerie, for the most part, would dress in like a sweatsuit. She would have the sweatpants that said sassy on the butt oh, and then like a little right. quarter zip. Great style consultant. But then when my boyfriend would come around, she would break out the lingerie. And one time oh. he came over with a friend of ours and she opened the door topless. No. Wait. <laughs> How did that not make the yeah, bullet points of... <laughs> that's a huge... It keeps in with the kleptomaniac. Was she attractive? I, I mean, I think so. Yeah, she was pretty. She had... Pretty eyes, but now when I look back at photos of us, I'm like, oh, those are crazy eyes. And I, again, I missed the signal, but you look at her smile and I'm like, you are doing something crazy with my underwear. I knew it. Yeah, I can feel it now. Yeah. Wow. What a very fine line between crazy and sexy, you know, often. That's what they say. I don't think she walks it. I'll just put it that way. (laughs) Okay. Oh, wow. Well, Kayla, thank you so much for sharing that story. I'm glad you made it out. I hear that story and all I hear is what a hard worker Kayla was, that she was walking that fucking three and a half miles. She was making it work on a $50 budget a month. That's impossible. (laughs) I know. This living stipend is not (laughs) enough. And you got through it. You're a warrior. Oh, thank you. It certainly is a fun story now that I can laugh about. But at the time, I guess you don't really know what your strength is until you're tested. (laughs) That's right. You find out what you're made of when you have a roommate like Val. All right. Well, good luck with everything. It was great meeting you. Nice to meet you. And thank you so much. I'm a big fan of Armchair Expert. And I just wanted to say, Monica, I loved Race to 35. So thank you so much for doing that. Thank you. Oh, good. Thanks. She deserves that. (laughs) (laughs) Angie's grumpy today. So maybe now she's going to be feeling real. <laughs> it's really rainy here. Day. I think you turned her day around because the sun came out immediately. Oh my when god, she you, said made that. Sun yeah. came oh, out. you made the sun came out. <laughs> All right, thank you uh, so thanks, much. Kayla. Thank you so much. Bye bye. The girl who pooped in the backpack is looking more and more normal by the second. <laughs> Val. No, they're not fun. These people aren't good people. No, not good people are fun, though. Depends on, I guess, who you are. If you're the victim, it's not very fun. Yeah, and also, I'm not attracted to crazies. Yeah, I know. I am. You're not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It sounds like a roommate I could have had for sure. 
I've never lived with a stranger. Have you? First year of college? No, no, no. I live with Callie. Yeah, I've never lived with a stranger. Have you lived with a stranger, Rob? Your wife? <laughs> yeah. We had like <laughs> friends of a friend move in and one of our friends got really drunk one night and sure. wandered into his room naked and peed on him on accident. Yeah. yeah that's the, that's that kind of seems stuff's par normal. for the course. Yeah. yeah. The only, quote, stranger I lived with was my roommate's friend. Like, it was three of us. Uh-huh. And so my roommate put us together, basically. Right. So. The three of us lived together. But she was a stranger to they me. They vouched but, for. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, they came. So, no, I've never been in a random roommate situation. Yeah. Which I'm grateful for. Me neither. I'm grateful I don't have a roommate right now. That's what you do. You have three. That's true. I have three roommates, but I'm grateful for them. (laughs) Two of them created. I created two. You made two roommates. I made two of my roommates. Yeah, and I adore being with them. Yes. All right. I love you. Love you. Stay safe. Yeah. Dateline. (laughs) Do you want to sing a tune or something? We have a theme song. Oh. Okay. Great. We don't have a theme song. This new show, so here I go, go, go. We're gonna ask some random questions, and with the help of our cherries, we'll get some suggestions on the fly rhyme dish. On the fly rhyme dish, enjoy. <laughs>